count to three. Masturbatorium. <laughs> Leave me be. Masturbatorium. Let me whack alone. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to Into the Pintcast. Well, that was different. Yeah, it was a little different. I could, can't scream. I got sick, and uh, you know, I I really don't want to fucking blow up my voice. But I might. Fuck it. Whatever. Hey, whatever That's the first time you didn't want to blow anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Singer. Singer. Um, We have no oh, pants yeah. on the show today because he was kind enough to come in yesterday and do a little uh, interview with me uh, while we uh, interviewed John yeah. from fucking Moontooth. That's badass. Yeah, that was a good time. It was a really good interview. Thanks again, John, for uh, picking up the phone because yeah. he totally could have ghosted me. Hopefully. And he didn't. Hopefully we can actually have them on the show. Yeah, so we'll reach out to them again because they're coming to San Antonio mm-hmm. December 9th, mm-hmm. and we'll reach out to them again. So hopefully we can have the whole band, or at least maybe the guitar player, Nick, because Nick, Nick was the one that responded on. Right, right. Cool. Was responded to me. I won't say how because I don't want everybody to fucking hit him up, but no, yeah. Nick responded to me, and then he put me in touch with John, and then John <laughs> called all the way from fucking Long Island, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got that done. Nice. So... Uh, We'll go to that right now. You guys want to go to that right now? At the beginning? I, yeah, at the beginning. I was Might thinking, as well. Fuck it. I figured we put it at the beginning of the show, get that out of the way, and then we'll get to all our other that shit. That works. All right, guys. Here's John from fucking Moontooth. <laughs> well, Mike, we have a fucking awesome guest. A real guest. A real a guest. A real guest. <laughs> <laughs> fucking John from motherfucking Moontooth, dude. John, what's going on? What's up, guys? How's it going? Very good, man. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Moontooth fucking rules, and everybody needs to know about it. Agreed. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, for having me. Of course, man. Like we uh, we ask all our guests, what makes you uh, so metal? So basically, what we wanted to ask you is just like origins of of Moontooth, and like how long have you guys been around, and. How would you describe your sound? Because I would describe it a certain way because I hear it one way, but I don't know, man. Moontooth is very, very unique in my opinion. Cool. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we like to hear. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a funny thing where I feel like everybody uh, who has a band says, you know, when asked to describe their band, they're like, well, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and it's... <laughs> And it's a, it's, it's a little bit uh, of a humble brag, but uh, it's I think with us, it is actually true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got power slot. I like the reference. That's great. <laughs> I, ain't um, fa- I ain't farting on no snare drum, man. <laughs> the Lone Ranger? Pluralize <laughs> the Lone Ranger? <laughs> You're not exactly lone. <laughs> Oh man! Um, <laughs> so yes, sorry, let's dude. Just, sorry. Let's just bag the interview. Let's, can we just talk about let's that? Movie talk about airheads. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, Moontooth's cool. Airheads is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only we could have a story like that. Jesus, <laughs> y'all, y'all need a, I, y'all I need an underwater time. drum solo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, yeah. Where to start? So or, uh, origins, guess, origins, origins. Um, so. <clears throat> Basically, the the, the kind of real start of the band was with uh, Nick uh, Lee, who plays guitar, and Ray Marte, who plays drums. Uh, they were friends since they were little, and they were always playing uh, music together. 
and a, uh, one of those like projects turned into a band called Exemption. And it was a three-piece. There was the two of them and then uh, a bass player slash vocalist named uh, Tom Moran. And uh, they were a band for about eight years um, and built up quite a following, um, rightly so, because they were just, you know, fucking amazing. You know, if you like Moon Tooth, I think you'd like ex- uh, Exemption. Awesome. Um, really wonderful stuff. Uh, and that's kind of how I met them. Um, I was playing drums in a band uh, with my buddy Derek Smith. Um, side note, Derek Smith uh, plays keyboards on the track uh, Motionless in Sky on Crux. Sweet. Um, Badass. But, uh, yeah, so I was playing with uh, drums in a band with Derek. It was Derek's band called Rice Cultivation Society. And um, we played a gig in... Uh, playing playing with that band was my kind of introduction to, like, touring and, and kind of really get involved in the local music scene. Um, I had, When I was younger, you know, I, I, I played... Uh, I played uh, with my buddies and we wrote songs and stuff, but we didn't really gig. Um, but that was that my first kind of introduction. So I met uh, Ray. Well, actually, really quick, I'll just segue into this because this is always a kind of funny thing to say. Uh, the uh, the first show that I ever played, I was a singer in a band with um, uh, my friends who um, who I'm still, you know, they're my closest friends to this day. Um, and uh, I, it was like uh, kind of new metally and and all pretty much screaming. I didn't really sing so much. And uh, we played one show at a local church that used to do, like, punk and ska and emo shows. And um, I uh, quit the band on stage at once we were finished. <laughs> I went to my guitar player, <laughs> my buddy Matt. I went to him, and uh, and I was just like, man, I can't do this. This is too much. The stage fright was too bad, so I quit. Which is funny now, considering what I do yeah. in Moontooth. Um, I mean, circle. but anyways, a new metal show at a church, dude. You were fucking on your way to the top, right there. Oh, dude. I mean, that was like we were. At, that was um, early high. That was like middle school into high school, and those shows. That was the shit. That was like the. It was so much fun. Uh, the camaraderie was so great. Um, you know, like everybody now is like nostalgic for those those days of like, like the emo shows and the punk shows and, the, and it was metal bands too, of course. There's a variety of stuff, um, but uh, all bands and skater kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the, the the last good old days where we knew how to have fun with any kind of sub without any kind of substances or anything like that, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are good times. Uh, that was so. After that, I quit that band. Got out of playing music for a while. A uh, year or two later, um, the, the same friends told me, like, all right, we need a drummer to learn how to play the drums. So I just would pop my headphones in and just practice, just try to emulate what I was hearing and then taught myself how to play drums. Fast forward to uh, meet, meeting Derek and Jim with him. Um, joined Rice Cult. And then uh, we played uh, a place called The Bitter End in New York City. And... Um, we uh, we were going to play after Exemption, and Derek was like, oh, you're going to love Exemption, they're awesome. And uh, so I basically had to watch what Nick and Ray, and specifically I had to watch what Ray does. Imagine, you know what Ray does in Moontooth now because you listen to the band. Like, imagine being a drummer that's not that, not as good. I mean, I was a pretty good drummer, you know, but, like, I'm not that good, you yeah. know. <laughs> so yeah, I had to he's... watch Ray, and then I had to follow him and then play on his kit. So I was like, oh, fuck me, you know, like, 
Um, but that was the night that I met the guys, and um, and Nick joined the band that I was playing in, and we did some touring, and then uh, Exemption uh, ended up calling it quits because uh, Tom, the singer-bass player, um, went off to kind of do his own thing. He's a really brilliant singer-songwriter, uh, Tom Moran, um, and he kind of went to do more of that. Nick and Ray were clearly going to keep moving forward, and I pretty quickly just kind of sent Nick a message and just said to them, like, I'm, you know, like, I am, uh, I'm definitely the guy for this job. Like, I know I can do this. Like, I was born for this shit. Like, you know, I, I love what you guys do. And, you know, if you give me a shot, I know I'll, I'll convince you or whatever. And then um, that was, uh, that was pretty much it. And I met fucking Vin in the studio after both of us had joined the band. So <laughs> I had never met him before. And um, he was, uh, he was their friend from way, way back, and uh, they asked him to join the band, and um, that's how I met him, and it was immediately, just felt really comfortable, and the relationship was good, and uh, and yeah, we hit the ground running from there. Badass, well, thank uh, God for that, because Moontooth is fucking awesome. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you you mentioned, you know, back when you were tearing up the church scene, that you were, you were doing a lot of... <laughs> You were doing a lot of screaming and stuff. You were just screaming. So when did you basically find out that you had the voice that you have? Because mostly everybody I've introduced you to, even the people that don't dig it, I've had way more people that dig it than don't, but even the people that don't dig it are like, man, this guy's voice. So when did you kind of develop that style and when did you find out you even had that? Well, um, it's interesting because it's developed from the band. Um I had kind of more or less like an unofficial audition to join Nick and Ray's new project, which became Moontooth. Um, I, at the time, and this was going back to 2011, I had uh, an EP of songs that I, I wrote and recorded just myself on my laptop, and I did the, um, like the Dave Grohl thing where I, I, just, I, I just played everything on it. And the singing on that is much, I'm not like belting it out or anything really. It's, um, it's more kind of like indie rock stuff. I had a show with, um, uh, like my buddies were playing as like the live band for that. I had a show that they came to and that was after I had messaged <clears throat> them about it. And that was the kind of unofficial tryout. So they saw me sing there, liked my voice and, um, you know, they're like, all right, let's give this a shot. And they would show me songs that they were working on. And I, you know, the, the the reason why I think we work so well is because the four of us like what each other, you know, what they what they come up with, what they do. I, I'm just, I'm a fan of my, you know, <laughs> I'm a fan of my band. <laughs> but if you know what I mean, I'm a fan of what the guys do, you know? Yeah. So it's easy to write to. It starts clicking right away when I get riffs from them. And the things that kind of just started coming naturally were like, I mean, I would just kind of sing to what I felt. Um, God, how do I articulate this? Uh, basically, I, I was writing to what the riffs they were giving me, and their shit was powerful and loud as fuck, you know? So I just kind of naturally started singing that way. And um, uh, they, I was definitely always a, a big fan of the blues, so I definitely all, always had that going already. But in terms of really belting it out, that kind of came from playing in this band um, uh, for sure. And it's interesting because in the early days there would be things where I'd be working on something and I'd write, I'd come up with a melody and write the melody and it would be something that I almost like couldn't do. And then as time would go, I'd be able to do it. 
and that, that kept happening where uh, now I try something else. I can't do that. I'd write it until you can do it. Um, and then just kind of keep raising that mark, which is still happening to this day with, you know, new songs we work on. I, I'll come up with a melody and you do it in the lower register and you realize like, all right, well, this is going to have to be in this register and holy fuck, how am I going to do this? You know? And, uh, but, um, but it's been cool. So yeah, the, the music has definitely shaped in part, um, how I sing for sure. That's awesome, man. I mean, cause I think it's, it's really refreshing cause I think we've had this conversation before on the podcast, just, you know, I love metal. I mean, metal, I listen to everything, but metal will always be my first love, but a lot of bands now just kind of, I, I don't, I don't really want to say stale, but a lot of, I think the approach has kind of been, you know, kind of cookie cutter. A lot of bands starting to sound the same. So to hear you yeah. guys, you know, are, are already musically different, but then the way you belt it out and that counterpoint, it's just, it's just really refreshing. So that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Like, Thanks, man. like talk about like a breath of fresh air. Cause I, we, me and John talked just a little bit earlier and I was telling him I fucking hate everything. You do, except Limp Bizkit. Yeah, the, yeah, John. My my ratings my rating system. Just so you know, uh, we usually review a song each week or review an album, and you know it's it's uh, it's one through ten jalapenos, but but the the top three, you know, ten jalapenos is between the berry to me, uh, nine jalapenos is Dream Theater, and then eight jalapenos is Limp Bizkit. So. Everybody starts. Yeah. Everybody starts off at an eight point nine in my book, you know. But nice. honestly, dude, fucking Crux comes in at a hard fucking nine point nine, dude. I love this. Nice. I love this fucking album. You fucking Crux has surpassed Dream Theater in my book, dude. And. <laughs> It's, it's a great album. It's a great album. <laughs> Me and Mike went to go see Dream Theater in Austin not too long ago, and they had Mangini on drums, and, dude, it just wasn't the same, man. It just wasn't the same. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah, and it, it just broke my heart, dude. And then on the way up to Austin, Mike goes, hey, Rock, have you check out check out this fucking band? I forgot. I showed them to you on the way to Austin to the yeah, show. Yeah, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, it's Moontooth. And I'm like, where did you discover this fucking piece of excellence? And he was like, they were on, they're on liquid, liquid metal. metal. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, dude, nice. your vocals, like, I don't know. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Seven Dusty, right? Yeah, I just like, I don't know. Part of me is like heavy metal, like, Chris Cornell kind of a vibe. I mean, I I just feel like John is able to hit you know kind of a broad spectrum of of notes. You know. Yeah, man. So great fucking job. Um, thank, thank you. Yeah, of course. I mean, man. that's that's kind of a good segue to the other part of the question you asked me in terms of like how I would describe us. Right. Go ahead. I mean, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to get specific. We used to say like aggressive, progressive earlier on, and for sure, that kind of changed. Get kind of kind of reined into progressive bits a little bit, and there's a lot of ways you can describe it. But honestly, the, the way that I tell people and what I really believe is like we're a rock and roll band. Um, you know, like you might hear riffs that sound, you know, in the ballpark of like Macedon or something like that, or a proggy part. But when you kind of pull back and look at what's going on, it's like it's very much in the style of like a Led Zeppelin or something, where it's four dudes, you know, and like a, like a bluesy singer and powerhouses on all the instruments and uh 
and you know we might have like really complex parts but we also have really catchy parts and um and yeah so it's uh, i mean those are, those guys are heroes of ours so yeah we always i always just kind of think of us as like a heavy rock and roll band especially when you see the live show that's when it really comes comes across like you know we're not you know we play we've played a lot of shows with um like very technical players and, and tech metal kind of stuff and where a lot of it's about like the performance of the piece itself and we're all about like the performance of our bodies as they fall all over the stage and get thrown all over the place um yeah I yeah i mean i as, of all the things i'd say when it comes down to it we're we're a, we're a heavy rock and roll band that makes total sense yeah because um thumb spike was the one i was talking to mike about where it's just so fucking 80s i dig that song yeah, it's so '80s, but so fucking awesome. It really reminded me of like a Steel Panther riff. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I haven't listened to them, but we oh we were playing in uh, where the fuck were we? Uh, Portland, Maine, on this last run we did, and uh, <laughs> Steel Panther was playing down the road. So like when we were getting drinks beforehand, uh, it was all these like Panther fans, like all you know going to town and pre-gaming and even in the venues we're setting up like the merch tables and whatnot you know the guy there's guys who are clearly about to go to the show down the road they're, they're having drinks in the bar and there's loading the jukebox up with steel panther songs and uh i i've never like i always knew about them and i never sat down like listening to their songs i was pretty blown away by some of the lyrics in those songs uh, they had me cracking up yeah. yeah it's a good it's a it's a fun good time for sure yeah yeah Talented too, clearly, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no one's taking Poontang Boomerang too seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of them. <laughs> but uh, spe- speaking of lyrics, though, I mean, as far as your lyrical influence, that's one of the other things that I really like about the band is I really dig the lyrics. Do you primary primarily Thanks, write all the lyrics? Um, yeah, usually. So basically, um, on on our our first full length album. So basically, our uh, the first thing we put out was an EP called Freaks, and that was four songs, and uh, that was would have been the next exemption stuff. That was basically riffs that Nick had kicking around. I think Ray wrote one of them, um, and uh, some of the I think on that one I forget, but I think Nick had all like the lyrics and melodies. I added some parts and kind of changed some things here and there, but for the most part, that was like you know. Nick's work, and he sang a lot on that, too. Um, Chroma Paragon, our first full length, um, was mixed. A lot of the what you heard me singing was, was I I wrote, and if you heard Nick singing, it, he wrote it. Um, but there were a couple parts where I was singing uh, lines that he wrote. And then on Crux now, um, Nick uh, doesn't really sing too much, and Crux is really, uh, if, if I'm singing it, I wrote it, and uh, vice versa for Nick. A couple parts where Nick's chiming in, that's that's his own stuff. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like I said, I mean, the the lyrics are, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that when I hear a band, I don't just listen to the music. I look up the lyrics. I kind of read along to to what's what's going on as the music's playing and, and a big fan of the lyrics as well on Crux, through Ash specifically. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites on the album. Um, it's really in, in a, such an important uh, part of it for me that... Um, just as like my voice is my instrument, I, I for for my personal style, I I uh, I feel the pen is just as much my instrument as as my voice is. 
So the the lyrics are the written word is something that's very important to me. I I do a lot of like writing outside of just music in general, and uh, so yeah, definitely. I um I try to I try to kind of like hone into it and just kind of like you know just just kind of like turn my brain off a little bit and turn it on at the same time in a weird way and just let let the words that need to come out kind of come and the music uh, helps good poetry happen, I think. In general, not necessarily for the <laughs> <laughs> Right on, man. Yeah, because there's fucking... God damn it. Like, every single song is a banger, dude. Like, Musketeers, I love. Um, I can't wait to see y'all December 9th. At Paper Tigers, yeah, totally so, looking forward so I can, to that. So yeah, I can, so I can, so I can do, so I can do the woe woes with you on a fucking rhythm and war, <laughs> a rhythm and roar. Uh, nice. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and uh, and then like, if the apocalypse comes, I hope I'm listening to fucking Crux, dude. Like the end of that song, man. It's good. It's just the build yeah. up on that. It, it's it's a it's a perfect song. It's Thanks, so man. great. And then oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you too is that the album just sound is fucking amazing. Where did y'all uh, get that recorded at? So I'm, I'm very proud to say that uh, if you're hearing it and you think the engineering sounds good, you can look no further than our drummer, Ray Marte. He is our, uh, he's our producer, our engineer. Um, we, uh, for, for when this started off, we did uh, pre-production with uh, Mark Morton from Lamb of God and uh, Machine, Sick. who did some Lamb of God records and Clutch records. I think he did Every Time I Die, too. Um, Machine out, but, of Aust- uh, out of Austin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. He's, I keep forgetting he's in Texas, too, because he's got a place over up, uh Yeah, he's got, like well. a, he's got like a cabin in Austin. Wow. That's beautiful. Dope. Yeah. They uh, basically, um, I think there's somebody that worked at his studio. We played a show with at, uh, I don't know if this was the... I forget where it was, but uh, it was in Austin. We played with them, a band called The uh, Chronologist, a really cool band. Um, and he introduced uh, Machine to us. Machine dug it and got in touch with us and was just like, this is cool. I'd like to work on this, you know. And we were like, fuck yeah, you know. And um, so we uh, we ended up doing pre-production at Mark's house. Oh, yeah, well, the Machine was on board. And then he kind of contacted us and said... Um, like hey so you know mark born from lamb of gods you know like trying to get into the production game a little bit and he really likes your stuff and what do you guys think about him working on this and we were like sure yeah, <laughs> I, guess, maybe that's I guess a good that's, idea i guess Just that's maybe, okay i guess <laughs> let me think about it we a should little probably bit. have him try out first <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell him we'll call him our people will call his people <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um but, uh, but yeah, so we, he told us that and we were like, get no fucking way. It's crazy. So we were, we were, um, really excited to do that the day after Christmas. I think at this point it was like fucking two years ago. Um, we went to, uh, Mark's house in Virginia and we, for about a week from like every day from eight o'clock in the morning to like two o'clock in the morning with a couple of breaks, a couple of small breaks, we would, uh, work on songs and, um, some of the stuff uh, wasn't really changed from what we had. Some of the stuff was drastically changed, and some of the stuff um, just uh, uh, was written there, just kind of appeared out of nowhere, just from kind of being in that environment or like a cue from like Mark saying like, you know, what if you try to like this or something. Um, 
but then we took that stuff and then we went back to to our you know home in Long Island and um and Ray uh just handled the production from there uh we'd send like um we'd send like mix mixes to uh to Mark and stuff and you know he'd kind of add his two cents and be like you know especially with guitar tones and stuff like that but um but yeah after after pre-pro um, which a lot like the record wouldn't be the same if we didn't do pre-pro there for sure in terms of writing and um, writing choices that were made. But uh, after that, it was all right. Uh, his, he owns a studio with um, his partner and our good buddy, Anthony Lopardo. So the studio is called uh, Westfall Recording Company um, in a town called Farmingdale on Long Island. And um, they're, they're fucking great, man. I, though I say it all the time and it's like, I know I'm biased, but I, they, they know what they're doing there. They do a great job. They give a shit. They, they listen to things. They, you know, if they feel like they're getting burnt out on something, listening to it, they'll, they'll take a break. Ray's always telling us like, yeah, you know, I was working on this band and it was working all day. So I was getting burnt out. So I stepped away from it and I took a bike ride. I tried listening to it in the rain or I did this and that. So they really care and they, they, and they know what they're doing. They just produce really great work. So look them up. And they, you know, they take people, they, their bands crash there from all over the country. They've had people from, from Europe stay there and record projects. So yeah, if you're looking for somebody who's really good, Westfall Recording Company. Right on. Yeah. Crooks sounds fucking perfect. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great album. Yeah. I also saw you guys got a, got a shout out on uh, Instagram. Uh, Matt Heafy put Crooks as oh, yeah. his top, one of his top albums of 2019. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, I, I feel like an asshole. Uh, I forget. What is their bass player's name? Tremendous uh, bass player? Paolo. Yeah, he... I don't know how he heard about us, but he was a fan. He came to a show in uh, Chicago, I think it was. Um, but... Uh, and I think he introduced Matt um, to us. And uh, yeah, I just saw that the other day. It's fucking cool you know yeah that, i'm sure that's kind of surreal now <laughs> oh yeah definitely and especially like um especially vin that was trivium was a, the band that always kept came out of vin's mouth when we were starting off like man if we could play show at trivium man you know because he really liked them a lot when he was growing up and uh so yeah that was that was cool for all of us but then especially too that's great man yeah right on. you deserve it Fucking Long Thanks, Island, Moontooth, the new kings of fucking Long Island. Take that, Petrucci. <laughs> That's right. Knocking him off the throne. I'm coming for you, Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, dude, Billy Joel's an asshole. Yeah. Well, I have to say this. I'm not talking about it as a person. I, I can't comment on what he's like as a person, but I grew up a Billy Joel fan that was always playing in my house. I know a lot of people disagree on that, but they can... Um, they can uh, suck it sideways. Uh, <laughs> definitely a Billy Joel fan. But I joke with my dad because he goes to see him at MSG. And uh, and I always joke with him. I'm like, tell Billy I said thanks for keeping the fucking stage warm for us, bro. <laughs> oh, I totally got turned off by Billy Joel when I saw that fucking uh, that documentary. The documentary yeah. where he like fired everybody. What uh, It's called uh, Hired Guns. It was it's on Net- it was on Netflix. Um, but yeah, basically his band that got him to where he was, and then he kicked them all out for like studio musicians, and then the oh, ba- don't tell me that. Yes, and then the <laughs> and then get, don't meet your heroes, dude. And then get this: the original bass player for Billy Joel went into this huge depression and killed himself. Fuck. 
Yeah. So Billy Joe's an asshole. We just ruined John's <laughs> night, man. Hey, man. You know it's that. You know it's that thing. It's like a lot of a lot of the greats are fucking assholes. You know. Yeah. It's like I, you hear about it now more because of like you know social media and you know and even the way that television and radio have changed over the years. But like, my God, back in the day, if social media was a thing. Everybody would hate most of the great artists probably because yeah, they know true. all this terrible yeah. shit about him. Uh, right on. Uh, that's all I got, John. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know it's getting late where you are. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Like I said, we can't wait till you come to San Antonio, December 9th. They're going to be at Paper Tiger. Um, we'll we'll look up the time and we'll announce it on the podcast and we'll um, we'll we'll promote it as much as we can because yeah this because right now we don't know what time you guys go on i don't I, yeah well that's i mean if you were talking to like the singer in the band that you should probably know what time <laughs> get your shit together this supposed to work yeah something like this, um, this is this is this is our first interview in case you can't tell <laughs> yeah um yeah, I mean uh, that's. I mean we're we're stoked to get down there. You know, like we love playing in Texas. We played Austin the most, but um, I think we played San Antonio once or twice. I can't even keep fucking keep track. But um, but I'm trying to see like more Texas, and you know, um, so we're really excited for that. We're excited for this whole run. We're going out with the number twelve looks like you and uh, a band called Steak Sauce Mustache, Dope. Um, which is a great name. Yeah, man. I was about to say. Um, yeah, they sound nuts. They're really cool. Um, but uh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're we're excited to get out there and um yeah, we're uh what things I should say. Um oh yeah, so we, we got signed to um Pure Noise Records recently and uh they're gonna be uh re releasing Crux on uh I forget if this is the date. Don't you guys love how I know all this shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like are you in are you in the band? Uh, <laughs> Like, nah, they don't give me to talk about tunes we dig and airheads and shit. I don't really have no information. But, um, yeah, but Pure Noise Records, they, they've they been really great to us so far. And um, and they're going to re-release the record. And we're going to have a, uh, a like a re-release party in New York on the 21st of November. So I don't know if that's the day um, it's going to be available for them. But there's pre-orders and stuff now. So if you go to our Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, there's links all throughout that. Best bet is probably the Instagram link in the bio is moontooth.org. We'll take you to where you want to go to uh, to pre-order the Pure Noise re-release. And there's all new cool uh, merch bundles of CDs, uh, different kinds of vinyls, new shirts that uh, that have never been um, printed before through Pure Noise. Um, so, yeah, you can check out stuff online for that. And then uh, we'll have, I believe we'll have the vinyl, the newer vinyl on the, uh, on the, on the road. Um, so uh, we'll be able to sell that, but yeah, we're excited for that. And um, big shout out to our uh, our buddies uh, Tom and Travis with Modern Static Records. They're they're good friends of ours who have been involved in various parts of the music music industry for about as long as we've been in band. And and they were the uh, they were the only two guys that had the balls to back us. Um, you know, where a lot of labels and A and R guys are like, oh, this is really good. But, ah, you know, it's kind of a risk and this and that. And Tom and Travis rolled up their sleeves and they're like, all right, we know this is the potential. So, yeah, they, they started this label, Modern Static, and um, they put Crux out for us and that got us the attention. Um, so, yeah, check out, uh, look up Modern Static Records as well. Right on, yeah, man. <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, but, 
Yeah, yeah I know. Thanks, uh, guys, for taking the time. Appreciate you uh, reaching out. And... Oh yeah, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see you uh, December 9th for sure. Sounds good, guys. All right, John. Thanks so much, man. Cheers. Uh, Take care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. 2020 eats your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, shows. Let's go to Hell shows. Yeah. Catch Moon Tooth at the Paper Tiger December 9th, and we will let you know what time. There's also going to be- Who are uh, they playing with? 12. The, the number 12 looks like you. The number 12 looks like and you. And a band, something about a mustache. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Steak Sauce Mustache. Steak Sauce Mustache. That's yeah, right. that's a good Steak band. Sauce that, that's a good and band then, name. And then Wolf Holtz opening up. That's what I, 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 I wish. No. That would be <laughs> sick as fuck. Uh, also, this month, November 15th, at Bonds Anthropic. Anthropic. Sewage grinder? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Mikey, how do you say this? CX- CXGXMX? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It's like a hardcore thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess the three X's, like yeah. the, the, what is it called? The, the, the uh, straight, edge. straight edge kind of shit, oh, okay. I guess. I guess so. Uh, also, Toluca, Slaughter Witch, and Heathen Prayer. Ooh. And that's November 15th at Bonds. And that one actually is at Bonds, Mikey. Is that correct? Yes, that one is at Bonds. Okay. <laughs> They're all at Bonds. <laughs> Every show is at Every Bonds. Every show is at Bonds forever. <laughs> that one is at Bonds. <laughs> November 21st, Thrash Giving at Paper Tiger. Life Eats Life, Plainful Grave. In- Plainfield Grave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sick. Plainfield Grave, In Balance, Slow Slice, Sanity Slip, Poets and Saints, Scum. Scum. <laughs> Queen of Casualties. All capitals, too. All, Scum. All caps, baby. Queen of uh-huh. Casualties. Absence of Solution. Glass Jungles. Glungles. Mm-hmm. That's tired. Glungles. Glungles. Contrivance. 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 What does that even mean? I don't know. Whatever Everybody you, got Google? Whatever you want it to be. It's like controversy, but not. Damn. <laughs> My mind is blown. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, there wasn't... I I couldn't... I mean, unless you guys know of any coming up. Danella. That's right, Danella. Danella next Friday at the mix. The Fuck tw- yeah. The that's 20, right. The 22nd, yeah. I think. Yeah, the 22nd at the mix. Party. So, two Fridays. No, mm, that's next Friday. Yeah, Drew said next Friday. Yeah, because this Friday is the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next Friday, next will be Friday, twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Right. at the mix free show. Go check out Boom. Drew Slapper the Bass. <laughs> Slapper the Bass and come on your face. Slapper the Bass and come on your face. That's probably the funniest thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> just about, just about. For I don't sure. think there's anything that can top that. It's all been downhill from there. <laughs> <It has been. laughs> just like the Limp Bizkit cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Over before it started. Over before it even fucking started. Well, Johnny Lightning never came home from tour. He's yeah, been he's on just... tour for like 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Blame Johnny Lightning. Yeah, 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 blame yeah, the guy not in the room. Guy. Yeah, it is his fault. <laughs> do we have a drum or a drum? Do we have a DJ? No, we no, don't we have don't a have a DJ. Who no. the fuck? Yeah, nobody we does need that a shit. DJ. Anymore. We'll get no pants to just play his fucking iPod. Yeah, I'll play an iPod. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't you? Yeah, you have yeah. a record player. Just bring that bitch. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll ruin <laughs> my records. <laughs> Whatever. Just put a record you don't like yeah. up on there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, are we getting a news and metal already? Yeah. All right, let's do it. News in metal. That track Damn. that plays in the background, that's No Pants' band. Boom. Why? <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's, it's a free track. 
they're the only ones. The we only we ones. license our stuff for free. We just yeah. anybody who will play it. Oh, that's why they're the only yeah, ones right. that said yes. So. <laughs> Take what you can get, man. Good enough. Right Can't now. tell Rocco no. <laughs> <laughs> News in metal, Chris Fosniak Attila wants to bring back Warp Tour. Well, that's cool, man. How's he planning on doing that? So, I guess purchasing the rights? How much would it cost? I, I have no Sounds idea. pricey. Well, because all it said was the guy who actually originally started yeah. only stopped because it got boring to him. Really? Which, to me, I think he got old. Right. Yeah. So. Well, then, yeah, you get too old, loud. You're too old. You're too old. Yeah. And as you get older, like mm. in my case, everything sounds like shit. <laughs> so it's like, how do you, how do you keep up with current events, yeah. like current bands, like, oh, this fucking band's cool as shit. And then you listen to it, and it's like, oh, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. But I, I, you never know. Should you bring them on tour because they'll probably sell a lot of tickets. So it's like, how yeah. do you? Well, I mean, it went so like there's. So many different types of stages on Warped. Last time I saw, I was at Warped Tour was like 2014 in Denver. Uh-huh. And there was like an EDM stage. Oh, that's cool. A heavy metal stage. A ska spa- stage. What? A fucking rock stage. A goth stage. Like, there was, it was stages upon stages. And I was like, I don't know where to fucking go. So I <laughs> stuck to like one stage <laughs> for a little bit. You didn't goth it up? No, I was at the EDM stage. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I was mollying it up. Metallica had a dubstep stage at Orion Fest too when I went really? out there. Yeah. But they had like one other stage. Right? No, they Metallica, they had like four or five stages at Orion Fest. See, that's that's doable. Yeah. Four or five stages doable. Yeah. That was an eclectic festival. Fucking nine or ten stages at Warp Tour. Like, come on. Dude. Yeah. That's 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 a bit much. Your kisses are eclectic. That's that's nice. Thank you, Rocco. <laughs> no, we were keeping that between us. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, that'd be cool. I wish, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And what was the question, Mikey? If you could bring if back could a bring tour. If you could bring back a festival of your liking, any any festival. If I could bring back a fest. Not, B, not BT Bam Fest. Orion Man. Fest, easy for me. I went to both of them. Sounds of the it Underground. Was, it was dope. Sounds, Sounds of the Underground. Fuck, I bring back, yeah, yeah, that's the one, one. I bring back. I'd definitely bring back a Ryan Fest. I'd bring back River City Rock Fest, but good, good bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, all your favorite bands were on supposed to be on this supposed year. Supposed to be. I'm sorry, both Dude, that would have been so cool to go see them biscuit, I man. Know. Fuck, that would have been <laughs> awesome, dude. Gotta yeah. do the next best thing, man. Find a tribute band. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> wish I could find some we players. Knew a guy. <laughs> wish I knew a guy, but I don't. I told you, we gotta get a new drummer now. No, Johnny will do it. He's not here. He's not here right now. He's never here. He's too much of a it's rock not like star, we're gonna, dude. I think, I, I, I think he could just show up and do the show. No? Oh, totally. Probably. Yeah. 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 He probably could show up and do the show. He's like a real drummer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rehearsal? What's yeah. that? He can just show up and play, man. Yeah. Just book the gig. And Come like, songs. And dude, it's not like we're playing every weekend. You know, we're going to do, one-off, we're gonna do one-off shows here and there. Well, let me know when you want to start it, man. I did like two months ago. (laughs) I think we have it on record for like the last. Let me know. I'll help you out. Just okay. let me know when you want to start. Well, you were supposed to come over last Alex, Thursday. Alex needs time to pick out well, his outfit. I, had, I got a little uh, you know, fender bender, and that really pissed me off. Yeah. I guess. It's going to cost me a little bit of money. So. 
bummer. You got to give I'm Alex not... some time to pick out which West Borland outfit he's going to go with. <laughs> no, we already decided on the cowboy hat. The sp- cowboy the... hat, cowboy boots, a little uh, tidy whities and I'm just going to paint my body black. Nah, green Speedos. Yeah, yeah. Green yeah whatever. Yeah, green green speedos. Whatever works. My, green pants, my pants are tighter for some reason. <laughs> Prove, <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Spread your legs real quick. I want to see it. Whoa, whoa. Is the Howard Stern show, man? What's happening here? <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> we still need to DJ, though. Yeah, we still need to DJ. We'll get on that. What yeah. uh, What about Ozfest? Getting back to uh, topic here. I would have. <laughs> oh yeah. I would have said Ozfest for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But I had a great time at the reunion for a Headbangers Ball. Oh yeah. Like I would like to see a Headbangers Ball. Like see what they can do to you know bring up some of the bands in that one. But, but that was never really a festival. It was never a festival, but sounds the well sounds the underground was. Kind that of was a festival. festival. Yeah. It was a summer festival. How, how many how many Ozfests? Did everybody here go to? I only I went, went to, to one. Three. I went to one. I went to the one when Judas Priest got back together. It was Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, and Slayer. Damn. How went, you, went, like, you went to more than I did. I went to like six, dude. Holy nice. shit. I went Damn. to three that I can remember. Cool. No. I honestly don't even remember who I saw at Ozfest. What about the Mayhem Fest? I mean, I, I was, was fortunate. Yeah, I played that fucking one of those fests. That was fucking cool. I've seen the video. That one's it gone. Was rad. I know. I wish the audio was better on that video. That's well, out you there, know, 2009 or 10. That was, that was a long time ago. It was. I'm surprised there's even video of it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. We had to get that on tape. Yeah. You know, at that point. Yeah. Fucking, well, v- it was a, fucking VHS. The, the, what was it? it wasn't even a GoPro. It was a fucking... Uh, what was like the first, the initial GoPro? Like a flip cam? Flip, flip cam. The, the flip cam. That was that, a flip yeah, cam. Dave bought one of those, and that's what we recorded that whole thing on. The flip cam. Right? I had one of those. Dude, those were in HD. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was like 2010, 2009, and it was like, you know, everything was nice and clear, but the audio was garbage. I was gonna say the video was HD. Yeah, the video was that the audio <laughs> was, you know, SD. 420 <laughs> was <Garbage>. chaff D, <laughs> <laughs> Me- mediocre D. <laughs> but the Mayhem okay. Fest had some. Mayhem really, was dope. Uh, I think the last one I went to, I saw Machine Head, Mastodon, Monomarth. There you go. Battle Cross. Boom. Uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, that's when I accidentally saw Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, sorry. Because they went on right before Rob Zombie, so I, I had no choice. I was like, well, I'm sitting this through. You sure to, are you sure it wasn't the Munster Energy Tour? No, it was, that it was, is, it was that Mayhem. Is the, the, well, yeah, they sponsored. Rockstar, yeah, yeah. Did so you then say, I was right. No. Did you just say Munster? <laughs> the Munster? The, the cheese? <laughs> Wait, did you come with us for that? You weren't there. Were you there? You no, came with us in, for a few times. For, no, I was in Wyoming during that one. You were in Wyoming during yeah. that one? No, it was the Six Flags. Yeah, we played Six Flags. Six Flags one. In Arlington. So weird. I know. We were like, you know, in Brotherhood playing metal in front of like all these kids and all these families and shit. And we played three sets. Remember, we played three sets. Yeah. Brotherhood is for the children. Dude. And yeah, they were like, you know, everybody was like jamming out. People really? were like in the back, like grooving and shit. What What was that? Why were y'all at Six Flags? I don't know. It was the weirdest. I think it was on a roller coaster in a third set. yeah we got the speed pass to go on like you know cut lines so you know from all the roller coasters that was pretty cool yeah we got drunk and had a good time that's for sure yeah we did but yeah i don't know how it happened it was like this thing where the promoters from six flags were putting on local bands Mm -hmm. and somehow our name got around and we were regional technically so we were able to jump on and it was us and that band from Austin. I'm trying to remember it. Oh, fuck. I was really drunk that weekend. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a rough weekend for sure. <laughs> I cannot remember. Yeah, but they were actually pretty popular uh-huh. in Austin. And I remember just the singer had a bald head and like these little 
Liberty Spikes that were red. <laughs> That's all I remember. But they were actually like an up and coming band from Austin that was doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Drew or which Drew wasn't even in the band Drew at that wasn't point. In the band, dude. It that was, was Brent. That was Brent. Maybe Rod remembers who it was. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, we just got hit up, and we said, "Cool, let's do it." And they took us up there, and we played Six Flags three sets. Got free food, free drinks, <laughs> free roller coasters. Free roller coasters. It was how, cool. How bizarre. I, I got, know. I got laid that weekend too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex don't count, man. Let's not talk it about wasn't that. Alex. That's like, shooting, that's like shooting fish in a barrel, man. <laughs> Surprisingly, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, green Jelly film <laughs> music video of them getting money they were owed from a promoter. Mikey, who is Green Jelly? Dude, they're the ones that do Three Little Pigs. Yeah, man. What? Little pig, yeah. little pig, let me in. Yeah, it had like the claymation video, and then dan, they they call dan, Rambo. Dan, 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 dan. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Wow. Not by the hands of a chinny chin chin. Uh, yeah. You remember that? You don't no, remember, I don't remember this? that? I don't, I don't, man, damn, I do not remember that at you all. You obviously yeah. didn't watch Beavis and Butthead when yeah, you were a kid. I wasn't allowed. Oh, what? I you actually had rules? Yeah, dude. I what? was not allowed. You're older than me. What yeah. the fuck is that about? Yeah. Well, that was about that was the time where it had just come out and of course there's all these fucking news articles of fucking kids burning frogs and fucking oh, smashing windows and shit like that and yeah, one day I was at home watching Beavis and Butthead fucking laughing my ass off and my dad comes, "Turn this shit off. You can't watch it ever again." Blah, blah. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I think, wasn't allowed whack. to watch Beavis and Butthead. What about <laughs> South Park? Yeah, I watched South Park because that was way later. Well, yeah, that's true. South yeah, Park, South Park was, was way South Park was way that fucking was worse later. too, though. Yeah, I was way I was out of the house by the time South Park was on. That like, time during that, like, I was it? in sixth grade when South Park came out, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, it was like uh, you were still in Rock, middle school. R- Rocco, Rocco moved out in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got I kicked like, out of my house in eighth grade, dude. So fuck you, man. <laughs> I was like ninety-eight or ninety-seven, I think, when they started. <laughs> that's when things took a turn for the worse. <laughs> 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 That's when I based my whole life off of fucking everything <laughs> yeah. I saw in South Park. Fuck you, dude. What do you know? I think I think that's where I discovered Green Jelly was Beavis and Butthead. Was Beavis and Butthead? I think, I think so. I discovered I them on that uh God, what was it called? It was like some weird Late channel night. where you could like call in and like pick what song you wanted them to play. TRL? No, this was like <laughs> before that. It was like an eight. It was like they would. They just played music videos, but on MTV. No, not it on was MTV. Not MTV. No, it was a the box or. BT, something what? like that. BT, yeah. Like you would you would call and you they'd basically they just played music videos, but what? what? Yeah. Which no. channel was? That? I only knew Dude, channel I that. No clue, dog. man. No, I, I doubt it was cable, man, because I didn't grow up with cable. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Dude, Carson, you might have had like a public access channel. I don't, I don't, maybe I don't know, man. I didn't have a lot of channels growing up, so it was wow. one of the five. Carson Daly was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Gayest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard more. Dude, he, I've heard worse. Was dude, cute. he got he was all cute. up in Tara Reed's guts. Hell yeah, he's got Jennifer, a lot of guts. Jennifer Love Hewitt, too. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Yeah. He's been up in a lot of guts. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He banged J Love Hewitt? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about I mean, I'm assuming. Asshole. I'm assuming. Tara Reed. Oh, fuck Terry Ray. J Love is where it's at, dog. Two of the yeah. guys from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> oddly enough, coming. not not the gay one. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's NSYNC, Sorry. So, so yeah, the guy from Green Jelly went and got some money. He was oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't actually watch the video, but I, I saw either. the headline. From what I understand is the promoter stiffed him. Yeah. They found the promoter's address, <laughs> went to his house, basically knocked on his door, and I think maybe got like a third of what they were owed, but they, they were half. like, they got, they got half. half. Yeah, they got half. Hey, I mean, yeah. it's better than nothing, I suppose. But yeah, they went to the dude's house. Dude, good for Bam. them. Yeah. Because they, they worded the fucking uh, article of like, because the song that obviously made him popular yeah. was the little pig, little pig, little pig like because they were literally knocking on <laughs> all, all that bullshit. But uh, I thought it was funny. Wow. <laughs> well, good for them, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks that they only got half of what they. <laughs> I mean, I would have been pissed. Shit, half it's, is better than I've seen none of it. Than, I've seen yeah. worse than that, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a good thing. You ever owed money after? <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> and well, uh, we got. Uh, we got to take it to New Orleans, somewhere in Louisiana. Then we, uh, to fucking Escondido, oh nine, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very bum fuck. You gonna get your little ass on on y'all? That's how everybody talked. Right, it was fucked up. That's Louisiana. You like to see but, homos naked? That's cool. <laughs> Guy likes to see homos <laughs> naked, man. This dude was fucking throwing a show. He threw a fucking show. Uh huh. And he had a bunch of uh, some regional bands from Texas. And threw him out to Louisiana, and he promised us all this fucking money and all this, you know, free food and green rooms and free booze and all this shit. Hookers and cocaine. So we got there, you know, apparently it was supposed to be a big thing uh-huh. in the middle of fucking nowhere in Louisiana. Like in a field? Me- oh, shit. Well, like- I mean, it was in a small town. Okay. But not enough to where people were actually going to come and support, right? But, I mean, we had maybe 30 people that showed up. Oh, my God. Homeboy. We were fortunate. We were the only band out of like the ten bands that rolled through that got paid. Homeboy in the middle of the show, from what we understand, he he split dog. Later, bro. He fucking went. I know what chamos. No chamos. dot com, and he fucking got on a plane and went to the northwest coast. What? Yeah. Left the state. Like he left the motherfucking like. State. Yeah, he went. That he shit left. Was planned. He yeah. took the money. With what money, dude? There was no money. Nobody. I mean, whatever money. You Thirty had, fucking people showed up. He gave us a cut. What we negotiated he on. He pulled that out food. of his pocket. Probably, dude. He paid us our shit, and he just bailed. And everybody else got fucked. We were like, damn. We so didn't. T- show we didn't tell any of the other bands anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were just like, oh, wow, what happened? Oh no shit! Oh, that sucks. Oh, we're just gonna bounce back home. Well, we're gonna dog. go to. A, we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna go to a restaurant now with our gas money. <laughs> Yeah, so I've seen that shit happen, man. Wow. Yeah, for real. True story. So True it was story. probably just a fucking guy living on a dream. Yep. Small if promoter you, trying to make a big name out right. of himself. And, you if, know, you just build it, they, if you build it, they will come. I don't know, man. Yeah. 30 people. That's a good crowd now for a local yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last time I played for 30 people. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. That sucks. No. <laughs> Never to be heard from again. again. Like, ever. Wow. wow. He, he, he's gone. Dude, he fucking El Camino. Mm, he's gone. probably dead. Probably, dog. You but, fuck people I mean, over like that, you don't live. Yeah, you don't. We got our cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the next town and kept on partying. Crazy. And rocking hard, so. Did y'all get Whataburger afterwards? Uh, I don't think there's Whataburger in Not Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, it's going to be soon. Mm. It's going what? all the way to Florida, dog. Nah. Mm-hmm. It's in Florida. Shit. I finally mm. had the breakfast burger the other day. It's fucking good, right? It's so fucking <laughs> <laughs> good. Yes. Have you had it, Mike? No. Oh. Dude, no. Go get it tonight. All right. 
Yeah, for real. Only because you made eye contact with me as you said that. Dude. So I'll for do real. it. Like, I'll do it. I'll get it on the way Call me home. as you're eating it. I will. Like, no, yeah. fucking like, uh, FaceTime me. I will. Because I want to see your face. Well, I got to... Can I borrow somebody's iphone so i can facetime them or whatever like you know whatever we android users do, do i need internet or how does this work <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey just page us whenever yeah i'll page y'all man <laughs> whenever send whenever. you a, send you a carrier pigeon <laughs> moontooth if you're still listening to this episode go to <laughs> go to whataburger and get the fucking breakfast burger yes. you're in texas dude the most epic thing that's happened in waterburger had in a long your, time if you ever had your dick sucked while eating a burger <laughs> It's basically this is better than that. It's better than, it's basically better than the same, than but better. It's got eggs in it. Uh. <laughs> well, good for green jelly, man. Oh yeah, good for green jelly, kind of. Oh man, moving on. Uh, on. Moving on to our new favorite segment of who did it better. Yeah, I gotta come up with some music for that. I'll I'll write something. We'll get something. I got a synthesizer. I'll come up with something pretty funny. Uh, The song is (laughs) a song. I'm sick. Oh, I don't feel good. Fuck you. The song is Snowblind, and the artists are Black Sabbath and System of a Down. Man, man. On the way home. I listened to both songs, and I was like, yeah, System of a Down did it better. But I was like, well, it's fucking Black Sabbath, man. So it just kind of, to me, I think it kind of just depends on what mood you're in. Yeah. On who did it better. For me, on the ride home today, I was like, oh, yeah, System. Mm-hmm. System did it better. Yeah. So what yeah. say, say you? I said... And that's what I told you when I came in. I've heard Snowblind from Black Sabbath a million fucking times because yeah. of my dad. Uh-huh. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Completely. However, <laughs> for some reason, when I heard it through System of a Down, it reminded me of another era of nostalgia from like middle school. Right. And I kind of associated that song at that point with System of a Down, not with Black Sabbath, which is fucking strange. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with System. Wow. I think System did it better. Wow. Yeah. I am not crazy. No, no, not at all. I'm not crazy. But, I mean, they're kind of, they're fucking right there with oh, yeah. me, right? So, it's just like, just the creativity the System of a Down put into it yeah. to make it what it is, I, that just, that's pretty yeah, fucking barely. cool. Yeah, it's like, the same way Metallica makes covers better. Sure. System uh, did that for Black yeah, Sabbath. Yeah. It's the way I see it, so. Like I'm, bi- I'm biased. You already know I'm gonna go with system. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love, and I will say this, because um, one of our reviews today involves Ozzy, and I went from that one to the Snowblind. I had to re-listen to it, and it's crazy the difference in the sound of voice of uh, Ozzy's voice because it's not so computerized. Yeah, you know, a little, little auto tune going yeah. on, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I will say that, like, I I really liked the way his voice sounded in the Snowblind one, but uh, in Black Sabbath, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm biased because I fucking love System. It straight up, I think I, I told Alex that, I told Alex that that uh, was that it. You got chords? No. no. Yeah, fucking, I'll take a more that little one. Gracias. Grazie. Um. But uh, when after listening to the song, I haven't listened to System in a couple of months. 
And as soon as I heard that song, I fucking went straight through like three albums of System of a Down. Because it, it always brings up that that nostalgic feeling for me for them. So, again, I'm a little biased for it. But, yeah, System on that one. Party. No pants? Sabbath. Sabbath all, all day. Well, I mean, I saw that coming all from day, a mile away. <laughs> I mean, and, and honestly, I'm not the biggest... System fan, Sa- Sabbath fan. Oh, like, you're not. I love Sabbath. I like. I I love them. I respect them for what they've done. They were one of the first kind of bands I got into in the world of metal. But I don't hold them as high as I hold some other bands. So I'm not super. You know, mm-hmm. like if it was Metallica, I'm just like Metallica. Whatever is the answer all the sure. time. But Sabbath, man, I, <laughs> I, I gotta give it to Sabbath. Yeah, uh, Sabbath all day. And that was the first time that song uh, got me a lesson in cocaine. I think, yeah, that's what it's about. I think the first time I heard that song, it was actually not the Sabbath version. It was the Ozzy version that's on uh, Speak of the Devil, his live album. Oh, shit. And I think I was like seven. I used to jam that tape a lot. My dad was like, you know what they're singing about, right? I was like, I don't know, Snow. He was like, no, man. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's when the cocaine taught me about cocaine. And I was like, oh. Drugs, okay, cool. Cocaine, what's that? Yeah. If anything, SOD actually Damn. says cocaine in the song. Well, but Sabbath says it too, but it's more subtle. I didn't hear cocaine or anything. Yeah, I was waiting for cocaine to come. I meant to do right before that whole thing. But yeah, right before they kick into the, it's like the pre-chorus. He goes, cocaine. Oh, that's what he's saying. They say cocaine in Sabbath too. It's just not as, as, you can't make it out as well. All surgy. All surgified. Cocaine. No, that's wrong. That was immediately wrong as there soon as it a, came out of my mouth. <laughs> there was a fucking picture. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Serge. Somebody, uh, I, I didn't see the video, but it was like, it said a cat mosh pit to System of a Down. And it was a picture of cats and like Serge's face on a cat. Like, <laughs> front. But the best part wasn't even that. It was in the background, there was another cat and it had Darren Malakian's face and it was just. I gotta cute. bring it up. I'll post it on the fucking Instagram because it's great. Cats cute. are good. Cats are awesome. Yeah, Cats I didn't get who? a chance to add the poll to our Instagram story. I Did didn't you do either. It? I was going to. I, I, fucking... I feel like most people would say system. Think so? Yeah. Because oh, I, I know did. Adrian for a fact. Adrian would say system. Probably Fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. We. Whatever. Adrian doesn't matter. However, However. I know he would say system. <laughs> and I think it's just the system of a down version of it is more relatable to yeah. today yeah we all grew up more with system than we did with black sabbath yeah so you ask our poppies and they're probably gonna be like sad oh yeah okay, totally right. my dad for sure i mean that's yeah. one of his favorite bands oh geez so. man yeah totally well right on system of a down system of a down thanks cheech <laughs> Alex looks like Cheech from, yeah. from Cheech and Chong. That's about us. Mexican American. <laughs> like education. So they go to night school, take Spanish to get a B. <laughs> so speaking of Ozzy, he had a fucking new song. Yeah. Uh, and that's called uh, Under the Graveyard. Under the Graveyard. <sighs> I think, uh, I think I that's where that song needs Whoa. to be in the fucking graveyard, dude. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah, man, I honestly didn't even fucking listen to it. I've heard the first, like, five seconds. I was like, nope. Oh, well, I mean, then nah. your vote doesn't count. What My do you guys think? Which is totally fine. 
It immediately <laughs> sounded like something he already did fucking 45 years ago. I wish it yeah, did. 45 years ago, he was like 40. I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, the dude's still singing. Yeah. It sounded like yeah. something from the 80s I, that he would have done when Ozzy first came out. The foundation is there for me. Like the chorus, you know, the, the auto-tune-y stuff in the beginning, I could really, really live without. What's your rating, No Pants? I mean, just because it's Ozzy, Ozzy introduced me to metal. Like the first song I ever yeah. remember listening to, I was like four or five, was Goodbye to Romance. Ooh. And then I, you know, dove into the whole uh, freaking first Ozzy album, Blizzard of Oz, but... Hmm. I give it a six just because it's Ozzy. I thought you gave it a five. A five or I think I gave it a six. <laughs> well, five and six. It's all the same. Today's man. the official rating of the yeah, okay. I've had some time to mull it over, right, and I'm right. going with a six right Stay now. Honest. Yesterday, don't mean shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. tomorrow is the day, day that you have to face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the bones yeah, for a good song were there, shit. but it was really lacking in, get in the guitar realm. It just a it, little bit. It, the guitar bit. was just Who's a huge. But it was there. Off. It was there in the it was the just, chorus. It was just weak, man. He really, I he needs Zach. Like, there's no reason for him not to be playing with Zach right now. Zach is alive. He's healthy. Who's he can in, he can play a guitar. He should be making music with Zach. Who's in the band? I don't know. That was Post Malone's producer Bruh. playing guitar on that album. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of him, but apparently he's he's a pretty good guitar player. For but he's not a metal guitar player. I mean, he put out No Rest for the Wicked, No More Tears. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, he put out like three or four good great albums with Zach. And Zach is still here. They should be yeah, making. The solo they should be making music together. Oh, big terribly. time! Big time! Weird. Big time! It's close. Like it's there. If they gave that song as a demo to Zach, and then we're like, "All right, you guys figure this out." It'd Lay be a down. really good song. Yeah, he was at squeals every other now yeah. and just hey, make it. That's, Zach that's, as fuck. The, that's their sound, uh -huh. though, man. That's their sound. I thought it was cool. But I mean, I, I would agree with it's you on better that. than anything he did on the Scream album. That's for sure. Yeah, true that. True yeah. That. I'd have to give it a six too. It says Gus G. Gus G. No, Gus no G's way. a badass guitar that was, player, man. That was his touring guitar player. Yeah, just a, it only said from 2009 on that one. So, oh, okay. Uh, fuck. Hey, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I give the same way. thing six just because it's Ozzy and you know gotta love him. It's still you know, just the fact that he's still doing it to this point. You know, I thought he was fucking sick and laid up in the hospital and all I that mean, shit. Yeah, you can tell by his voice, man. It's all out of tune to shit. Well, it's overly produced. I mean, we can tell. He's yeah. under the graveyard. And Andrew Watt. <laughs> Andrew Watt. That's yeah. who's on guitar. Uh, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses on bass. And uh, Will Ferrell of the Red Hot Chili Peppers on drums. <laughs> right on. Really? Yeah. Right on. No way. Yeah. Chad it's, Smith is on drums. That's yeah, fucking cool. and, that, and that's just—it's weird to me. I mean, Chad Smith is a great drummer, but like you don't hear—I can hear it when they're playing. It's like this is not a metal band. Like yeah, Ozzy, yeah, yeah. like I'm a huge Ozzy. I mean, I like I said, I grew up with Ozzy. Had Zach and Randy Castillo on drums. Like Randy Castillo, mm. he was a metal fucking. That was a drumming Indian man. I mean, Chad <laughs> Indian. Chad, Chad Smith's a great drummer, but he's he's, he's, not, not, a metal he's not a metal drummer. Yeah, right. He's not never that, been known as a metal drummer. Yeah, not that Ozzy's this extreme metal band, but you could just tell it's hey, just dog, missing it's that just intangible. He is the father of metal. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, man. I, I could make an argument for Lemmy. He's a prince of darkness. Uh, Lemmy, Black Sabbath was around before Motorhead. Man. Yeah, but Lemmy as a human was around just being metal when he I, was in Hawkwind. Yes, when he was in yes. Hawkwind, Lemmy was pretty damn metal. That Did Lemmy true. actually snort ants, though? 
No, man. Lemmy did meth until he was like seventy something and died. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. When Lemmy went to the doctor so did, in his seventies, so Ozzy. I give, Ozzy did I, meth. I too. give it to Ozzy. Ozzy's been sober for the last 15, 20 years. For Lemmy sure. went. Lemmy went out still doing speed still banging, and yeah. drinking and yeah. Lemmy drinking went out like breakfast. a pirate, man. Now, okay, so the argument is Lemmy is probably a bigger rock star. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way, yeah. But yeah. The, the father of metal. Ozzy, man. Tony. I own yeah, no, the, the Black Sabbath. Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. There you go. He was the editor of his school newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and what did, uh, did you see fucking Geezer Butler, the bass player from Black Sabbath, what he said about Metallica? No. He said, if Black Sabbath invented metal, Metallica perfected Ooh. metal. I agree. Geezer. Oh. Fucking. That, and that's who. High wow. Pra- high praise. High praise. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Geezer, that's who Ozzy's bass player was on those albums with Zach and Randy Castillo oh, no on drums. Shit. Yeah, I did not Geezer, know that. Geezer stayed with him and was playing drums. So he wow, had, okay. He had a band, a consistent band for a few albums. These last few albums, I mean, they're treating him like Taylor Swift, like a new band yeah, yeah, every it's album. Studio like, musicians. Yeah, you, yeah need, right. you need chemistry. And, Ge- and, Ge- and, Ge- and Geezer. Geezer wrote a lot of those lyrics too, a lot of those lyrics. Because Ozzy's, I mean, he's a great voice and a good frontman, but he's not much of a writer. Okay, I didn't know that. So Geezer wrote a lot of the lyrics. Lemmy wrote a lot of lyrics for Ozzy on the No More Tears album. No shit. Yeah, Mom, I'm coming home. Uh, Lemmy wrote that. What? Yeah. News to me, man. Yeah. So badass. Ozzy, Ozzy, that's awesome. In a way, is just a pop star. <laughs> yeah, he is, dude. I mean, as, well, as, you, you as can, much hey, as it man, pains Black me Sabbath. to admit, no, 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 Black Sabbath. I agree. Sabbath. I mean, yeah. yeah. When he became Ozzy Osbourne's own entity, then maybe at that he became point, became a name. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, Ozzy's great. I'm not taking anything from him, but right. yeah. Black Damn. Sabbath. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know. Lemmy wrote. Yeah. My mom coming. Hellraiser. He wrote that song too. Wow. Yeah. Lemmy wrote a lot for Ozzy. Who wrote No More Tears? Uh, Randy Rhodes. I wish. Yeah, man, that was that, that guy needs to still be around. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. I mean, I give it a six. Party six. I give it a six just so we can say six six six. Yeah. Oh! Six six six. What did you didn't even give a score? Yeah, Rocco Rock, listened to ten seconds of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even. Man, listen. give it a Rock, chance. Rocco's been, Rocco's chance, been man. listening to Moon Tooth. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I've been listening to Moon yeah. Tooth. If you, if you, anybody out there is like, who's Moon Tooth? Except Adrian, because I tried to show him to Adrian. Adrian was like, ah, I don't like it. Everybody else should listen to it. The new album Crux okay. is great. Okay. Great. Go go check out the. I gotta uh, check that one out. Moon Tooth album. Crux. I only heard Chromo. Orgasmic or whatever the fuck it's called. What's Chrom- it called? Chromophone? Chromo, whatever the fuck. Code the colorful one. It was very good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Was, uh, the Crux is even better. Cool. I think. Anyway, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, I, think, yeah, I, th- I opinion think they're sucks. both really good. <laughs> Party. Uh, moving on. Whoa. What do we got? Oh, the other song we're doing. Sepultura. Sepultura. Isolation. Go. Honestly, I didn't even listen to it. I totally forgot there was two songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, after Max Cavalera left... Uh huh. Sepultura. I have not been a fan of Sepultura. Nothing against the music. I think you know Andreas Kaiser or Kisser, whatever the fuck his Kisser. last name is. He, he, he's a fantastic guitar player. He writes some of the coolest grooves in metal. However, I'm not a fan of Derek Green. Yeah. I just don't like his vocals. So that completely turns me off. I thought the rhythms in the shit was cool and it was good to groove to. But as soon as he started fucking doing his whatever the fuck he's doing, I was like tuned out. What was your rating? Five. Mm. I gotta give it a five. 
I'm going to give you a little bit up on that one. I'll give it a six. Totally. Just because the music, I mean, it's it's the same reason that you're not a fan of it is the music like at the beginning was very much getting me into it. And then fucking homeboy comes in and I just, yeah, it's not sepultura to me. No. Nah. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be on the show, so I didn't I haven't listened uh, to this song. But I'm going to give it a five by default because because <laughs> I have pretty similar tastes. Five point five to Alex. How about this? Have you heard anything with Sepultura and Derek Green? I have. And do you like Derek Green? There's one song that I actually do like, but overall, it's just not the same for me. Exactly. But it I think for me, more than anything, like if I heard this band not knowing it was Sepultura, like without that name, if it was someone who was just like, "Hey, listen to this." I would probably be more likely to be into it, but because I grew up with Sepultura, yeah. that was the first extreme kind of metal band yeah, I right, got into. Right, I got you. Knowing that they're kind of one and the same, mm-hmm. I think of the old Sepultura and I'm like, ah, that's not Sepultura. No. Nah. But much in the same way that I didn't get down with like Roots and that kind of thing. I, what, like, dude, I, I like Roots. On, Don't get me wrong. I like Roots. <laughs> I'm not shitting on Roots. Yeah, yeah. But to me, Sepultura is like, Dead Embryonic Cells, Arise. That was the thrashy Sepultura. That was, yeah. that to me, but that was we wouldn't was have Sepultura. group metal as we have it today. And new metal and all those genres that we have today if it wasn't for Limbus Chaos AD. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And fucking Roots, I'm man. N- I'm not denying. <laughs> and, and of course, they are Limbus. I'm not denying the influence. And I'm really glad Limp Bizkit exists for Rocco. <laughs> I don't know what his world would be like without Fred Durst in it. It'd be fucking, be, hor- be fucking horrible. Be, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't be man. into metal. You wouldn't be into metal. I wouldn't oh, by the way, did you watch the commercial that I sent you? No, I haven't yet. I Dude. saw it. I, I saw you send it to me. And I, I fucking lolled so hard when I I saw that For thing. Real? I yeah, I almost cried. It was fucking funny. We're gonna watch it right after. Yeah, it's this. funny. We're gonna I do know. a we're gonna do a live because <laughs> it immediately made me think of you. And I was like, this is exactly what we rag on them biscuit about. And there he is playing, making fun of yeah, it. making fun of himself, yeah. which is even better because he's awesome. in the video. You That's know what I mean? Awesome. I'm gonna go on live on Instagram while you watch it. Oh, we're gonna do a react <laughs> video. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, we'll do a react video. Uh, dude, I've never been in a Sepultura ever. Ugh. You're missing out, breaking man. my oh, heart. God. No, oh, yeah, God. you really are. You, you As are. a drummer, you absolutely are, oh, dude. Rocco, you haven't heard enough, man. Yeah, you like him, man. You go you listen. Go listen to like Arise. Him. You told me I would like fucking LD fifty fifty or whatever. I, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 mud. That's mud. That's mud. Go listen to Sepultura. There's a big first Get him started on Chaos AD. Yeah, he would probably like that. Chaos, right? Yeah, and remember this album came out in like ninety two, ninety three. It's way ahead of its time for when it came out. Is it? Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. It re- as much as I don't like it, it, it really is. You don't is. like Chaos AD, I motherfucker? Don't, I, just, I didn't like the change of direction. Get the fuck I didn't out like of here. The, I did not like the change of direction. That's like not liking Load or Reload, no, even though Chaos I, AD I, was way fucking heavier than I all of I love them. Load and Reload. <laughs> but exactly for my me, point. Sepultura was one of those bands that I didn't want to hear outside of their box. Like if Slayer put out Load... I'd be like, fuck this. But Slayer I put out Diabolus and Musica. That's and you a good like album. That. That's ah, a good ah. album, though. But that's, fuck, it's heavy. I hate you. It's heavy. <laughs> that's a good album. It's a good album. They're, I heard. They're, I love that album. I heard they're busting out, uh, I think, Stain of Mind on, on this last run. The hell Live. So. Yeah. They should bust out more shit, more shit yeah. from Dude, that. That's a good album. That's a good album. They're going to keep touring. 
I don't think Why? they are, man. Tom no. Festivals. They, Tom just, they just sent. They just sent out a fucking article, and the manager is saying, "Like this may not be their last well, tour." That's what I thought, but then I actually read more into it, and he's he basically said the band isn't going to die. Yeah. Slayer's still going to be a thing. Oh, but he's talking me. about like he's talking about like merch. There's always going to be new merch and new things to oh, buy. Oh, make, make money. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to be a name. Yeah. Is Fair what enough. he was saying. After we saw the movie last week. Oh, let's talk about that movie. Oh in yeah, a go for it. <laughs> Rocco, you would have fucking fallen asleep. Really? Really? Yeah, you would have fallen asleep. Uh, it's hard for me to maybe, talk maybe not fall asleep, but you definitely because I was Mikey was Mikey fell asleep. I woke his ass up, wow. but he was tired from the day. Though. I was tired. I but was, still, I it's Slayer. You should be able wow. to. Wow. Okay, first of all, for the let's get that say, out of the way. Say your shit first, and then the sound. Okay, well, first and foremost, I didn't Hi. even know about this movie. So, what is it? I completely forgot that I had bought tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the Repentless album, the the latest Slayer album, mm-hmm. uh, streamed into like a short movie. Okay. So think about like four or five music videos put together, and in between those music videos, there are scenes of a movie with stars like Danny Trejo and the chick from Orange is New Black. And, and Bill mostly from Rob uh, House Without the Corpses. There you go. Ah. Yeah. <clears throat> so like it's this music videos put together with scenes of a movie in between. Okay. And it just wasn't good. It wasn't done right. I th- they could have done a lot better. Yeah. I think. Like it's like when I when I saw that I was just like yeah, through to never is definitely a masterpiece. Wow! To this yeah, show. I was about, I was about to ask, how did this compare? I to wasn't going to say through the never, but um, no, through to never was a way no, yeah, better no, no, fucking yeah, yeah, flick yeah. than this shit. Uh-huh. Production wise, yeah. completely. The sound for the Slayer movie was terrible. Really? Fucking terrible. I don't know if they weren't turning it up at the theater. Like we'll see when it actually comes out on yeah. Blu-ray or whatever. Right. It's already out on Blu-ray, dude. Already? Yeah. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Wow. Straight yeah. to Blu-ray. Uh, <clears throat> the the movie itself, like I just you know like. I guess to me, like, these guys are, like, in their mid-50s, and they're still, like, getting off on all this gore and violence and all this, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Carrie King, man. There's it's, nothing wrong with that, though. Don't, I mean, it was like, I, there's already enough of that shit happening in oh. real life. Like, I don't want to see that shit in the fuck. you know what well, I, mean? I mean? Like It's Slayer, dude. That's for Adrian and JoJo to, like, masturbate <laughs> to. They love, you know what I mean? They love yeah. that shit. They were jerking each other off there. Probably. Oh, JoJo well, no, JoJo wasn't JoJo even there, there, but, but yeah. But, Joe, Adrian was definitely jerking off. If you like gore and you're into that, you know all that shit. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's perfect for yeah, that. Uh-huh. And I was just kind of like, I was kind of over that shit. You right. know what I mean? Like, I want to see some something else, something more. Yeah. I don't know, mentally productive. You want to see like a puppet come to life at the end of the movie, like through the never? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. The uh, the actual concert footage of it, the 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 filming yeah. of it was cool. That was all good, but the sound was just not there. So man. they they did like forty minutes. The movie itself was like forty minutes, and then after that is when they did a concert of them, and that was better than the movie. Like the sound was good, a little bit better. Yeah, it was a little better. It wasn't great, but it was a little better. And the actual concert, but to be honest with you, we saw that concert when they played with Lamb of God. Yeah, we saw the exact yeah. same set list. Wow. Yeah. When it they was well, yeah, not the, much different. Like, but yeah, because they filmed this in 2017. Well, they filmed, which is when they we filmed saw that yeah. during the tour. Yeah, and they, they're they're not a band that changes up their set list from night to night. So yeah. 2018. It was last year. 
We did see that yeah, last year. You're right. Of last year, August was, of last yeah. year. They filmed this sometime in 2017, so they still have the same set list. There you're right. You the set list for this go round though is is different though. I have seen that. That's cool. What do they just go back and like play old like? <laughs> like just play the very first album straight through, <laughs> and that's like their fucking tour. Well, I mean, I don't know that I would want to hear the first album straight through if I could hear. Was that Show No Mercy? I would probably go with Seasons in the Abyss. Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah, Rain yeah, and Blood. Then, Rain and Blood for me for sure. Seasons in the Abyss. But you for do me. a Show No Mercy, and then you do a Seasons of Abyss. No, no, Haunting tour. the Chapel was her first, re- the first record, right? Uh, yes, Haunting, and then yes. it was Show No Mercy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Fuck. You do an album tour every time. Fuck but that. God I, hates us all. Yeah, God hates those shit. But I don't know, man. Like, I guess as I'm getting older, it's like I don't really want to see that kind of shit. It was like, and play, I thought it was the like played out. Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. Like we we see enough of that shit every goddamn day right. in the real in the real world. You know, like mm-hmm. the S&M two Metallica movie was just so oh, much classy, dude. It was so good. God, yeah, so good. The the uh, just them playing Unforgiven three yeah. with just James and the uh, dude yes. Yes. The strings. Yes. yes. And the message behind, like, the All Within My Hands Foundation and all that. I mean, yeah. it's just like Metallica is just such a classier well, act. Well, they've just never, they, <laughs> they never put themselves in a box. Right, Slayer right. is very much in a box. Absolutely. Like I said, if Slayer does anything outside of what Slayer fans people expect are gonna from Slayer, people are going to be pissed. Yeah. I think real Metallica fans by this point expect the band to do something different and to not just be predictable. Right. Right. Metallica fans is probably a much broader... Base completely, of people. Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. and of based people. on the amount of people that were at the theater that night, we oh, know dude. for sure it was I mean, uh, Metallica that, that they appeal to. The yeah. Metallica is just above and beyond any other yeah. rock and metal band. I yeah. mean, really, I, I agree. I think the sound yeah. thing. Was they just, just need to yeah. stop playing Inner Sandman. <laughs> I agree with you. On that. I've heard that song live way too many <laughs> way times too already. I don't. We even, all know they're gonna close. With I don't even enjoy it anymore. They're still gonna play, man. Did they do it? Did they do it on SNM? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't think they've played a concert and not played that song in <laughs> since probably That's 1990. That's the last song. They they always finish the set with that yeah. song. Always. Because yeah, you know why? Because they're probably like, fuck this song. Well, for a little while, the last song was Seek and Destroy, <laughs> but they were still playing Enter Sandman. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't think they've not played Sandman for probably as long as I've been alive. Did anybody else tear up during Anesthesia? Dude, I, I teared up several the times. One, yeah, the one that really so. got me to tear up was, yes, Anesthesia, nice. but Outlaw Torn. Outlaw Torn, yes, buddy. Dude, Outlaw Completely. Torn. Dude. Man, the delivery of yes. that. Yes. And then, yes. like, just having in the back of your mind what James, where James is right now. Right. Like, yeah. he was in rehab while I was sitting there hearing yes. him sing those lyrics. Right. Dude, Outlaw Torn, that performance was amazing. He, yeah. Dude, you know, yeah. All Within My Hands, the acoustic version of it, it was dude, fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, like, I can't wait really to see it. Rob, you know Anesthesia, right? Yeah. With the whole, like, fucking bass solo. Yeah, yeah. it was just so they do what stand up bass. Yeah. yeah. But it was amazing. Like, electric, and the dude fucking kills it. Yeah, man. Like, straight yeah. up. Yeah. Like, whoever's got the best sound system out of the four of us, mm-hmm. we need to buy the Blu-ray when it comes out and go and watch it. Yes. And go watch it over there yes. and, like, fucking drink and chill and watch the motherfucker. Yeah, and I'm down. It, it's beautiful. Completely beautiful. I'm gonna get a system before then so we can watch it on the big screen. Hell yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. yeah. You could just... He said it here first. Justify, right here. justify it that way. Everyone's invited. 
Right. <laughs> like, and she'd appreciate it too. It's, yeah. a, it's, okay. a po- it's a podcast expense. Exactly. Right? This is, podcast at this point, this is a business. It's a business, <laughs> business expense. It's a write off. Just write it off. Write it off. Just write it off. Oh, random thought just popped into my head. Chroma Paragon. That's the name of the uh, Moon Tooth there album we go. couldn't remember. Chroma Paragon, Chroma Paragon right. and Crux. Yeah. Go check those albums out. Party. Well, right on. That's all we got for this week. Uh, again, thanks to John from fucking Moon Tooth. It's great. Hell yeah, man. Go, we're going to go see them December 9th, Paper yep. Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else, boys? I'm good. Be excellent to each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> go listen Be to excellent. <laughs> go listen to Moon Tooth. <laughs> yeah, do that too. Because yeah, they're really fucking good. And go watch the Joker. We haven't seen the oh, fantastic movie. Yeah, I fucking met a last yeah. fucking movie. Don't Speaking listen. of being nice and kind to everybody, go watch the Joker. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. And then yeah, tell me you don't want to be kind to everybody after that. No. Yeah. No shit. Right. I, well, I want to. Some people just <laughs> make I already, it hard. I already got that from the previews. Like, yeah, right. yeah, I got yeah, that review, right. but I really do want to see because fucking everybody is telling me like it's, fantastic movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Joaquin, so. your brother? Joaquin. Are you really your father? Whoever yeah. he is, Papita. your puppy. <laughs> Hell of a job. <laughs> did an incredible job. <laughs> right. Anyways, right on. Yeah, we're on Instagram into the pitcast. Uh, write us an email into the pitcast at yahoo.com. and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. We're about to go live. Oh yeah, <laughs> react video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Later. <laughs>